0: Hey, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. In this podcast, Alex gives his perspective on what is going on in the world. It is his mission to bring the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Alex Stone Show. I'm your host, Alex Stone. I'm on a mission to spread the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. And yes, I did say every, including the things that most Christians do not like to discuss, such as politics. Today is Saturday, January 27th. And the leadership principle for today says, always try to draw the best out of people. Everyone has something to give. Many times the people you are looking for to help you are right in front of your eyes. A true leader will be able to spot the potential when others can't. And someone that I am interviewing today is a man who has so much potential and so, someone who is uh, going forward to step out for truth, for liberty, for freedom in the state of Utah. He is currently uh, Utah in the Utah House of Representatives in District 69, uh, and he is also running for Utah governor. Please welcome my friend, Phil Lyman. Phil, how are you doing today, sir?
1: doing great Alex uh how are you doing
0: phil i'm I'm doing great. It's an honor to have you on. We met in Las Vegas at the Reawaken America tour. seems like it was already forever ago. uh crazy how time passes, but uh you know you you mentioned in the car when I was with you that you're running for Utah governor, and that kind of intrigued me. kind of interested in me you know i I'm not really you know familiar with what's going on in Utah. all I know. About Utah is that it's a beautiful state and my favorite state to be in as far as scenery. Uh, but I don't know anything that's going on in Utah politics. So when you said that, it kind of piqued my interest about you, like, huh, maybe I should pay attention to what's going on in Utah. Uh, and I have, and you know, you're running a great race. So um, I want to talk about that today, talk about your run uh run for governor. But before we do that, could you tell my audience a little bit about who you are and you know, where you come from and what brought you to where you are today.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, maybe to bring it, I'll I'll go back a little bit, but the the, uh, present time right now, Utah is touting itself as the cradle of the fourth industrial revolution. Um, And if you've read uh, Klaus Schwab's book about that, you know what that means. 15-minute cities, surveillance, uh, climate policies, Uh, you'll own nothing and be happy. You'll be eating bugs instead of beef. And uh it's it's all about surveillance and utah wants to be apparently some of the leaders of utah have said that utah should be the cradle of the fourth industrial revolution and and, and that if if you trace the, that back and look at the provenance of that it's kind of it kind of tells my story which is living out in rural utah watching our industries shut down our logging our cattle our uh extraction industries all shut down and saying you know you can you can replace all this with tourism you can show each other around and make a living doing that Right. and uh and then as soon as you give up all your industries then they come in and say you know what we don't really like tourism either in fact if you go on the public lands and i come from a county that is uh eight percent private property 90 uh 92 publicly owned land and uh that's that's nice when you want to go hunting and you can go out and you don't feel like you're trespassing but now the federal government comes in and says you are trespassing that creates a problem you know and uh and it's a socialist. Uh, it's a socialist agenda. We're watching it. You now, where government controls the means of production, so they're taking over our energy. They're taking over our food. They're taking over the water now in a really aggressive way. Taking over the water, and we've seen this coming for a long time. And it's time for uh, it's time for people in America to wake up. And I think the solution is not the federal government. I think the solution is going to be state governments. And uh, my fight brought me to this point. This isn't a, this isn't a platform that I'm running on. It's like this is why I'm running is because I'm fighting this fight and have been for the last fifteen or sixteen years, and uh, and it just has kind of brought me to this point of running for governor because we have such a vacancy of leadership in that governor spot in Utah.
0: Yes, we 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 really do, and I'm I'm glad that you mentioned the fourth industrial revolution. I have not read Klaus Schwab's book uh, The Great Reset, but I have read The Great Reset versus the Great Reawakening, and it exposes what The Great Reset actually is. It's by Clay Clark, and it reveals the nefarious surveillance under-the-skin transhumanism plot to enslave humanity. The reality, guys, is they want to enslave every single one of us, okay? They don't want us to have free will. You've all know Harari, the top advisor to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. He said, free will is gone, okay? And, And that's what they want to do to every single one of us. They want to take away our free will. They want to take away our ability to think. They want to take away the ability to worship and serve God, okay? And that is a foundational principle for the United States of America: the ability to worship God how you how you uh, how you want to, okay? And they want to take that away. So I'm glad that you mentioned the uh, you know the Great Reset because that's happening. That's not just some conspiracy th- theory uh, that people like you and me are touting. No, it- it's real, and they want to push it on every single person in the world because they hate us. Well, and we that's really it. do.
1: Yeah. If you go, if you go back three or four years ago, people would think that that's conspiracy. But the, the, the thing that I'm optimistic about is people seem to be waking up that maybe your federal government really could be weaponized against you. You know, it's not about the lack of trust in our elections. It's that we're trusting the wrong people, people who absolutely want to take away our freedom. I mean, we you look at the United States, I, uh, we are a captured nation. And the evidence is our weak elections, our weak borders, our weak military, our, our national debt. That's that's just the evidence that we've been captured. You know, that. And, and and what's the solution to that? It, it's it's got to be that people first of all recognize that and they start electing uh, different people. And I don't know if, if if electing people at the federal level is going to solve anything at this point, but I know that electing people at the state level, the local level, uh, is going to have uh, an effect to protect us. You know, that's that's where we stand up for our rights.
0: Right. And, and, you know, you're exactly right with that. And uh, as our friend General Flynn says all the time, local action leads to national impact. You know, we're seeing local action right now in Texas with Governor Abbott refusing uh, to allow any more illegal immigration. They're putting up wire barbed wire fences uh, to protect their own state because they are under invasion. Article four, section four promises the states that they have the right to defend themselves, uh, that the United States government will defend them. But that's not happening. So, because of that, they're taking it into their own hands to defend themselves uh, from an illegal invasion. Uh, Christy Nome, Governor Christy Nome, said this about an hour ago on Fox News. It would be unprecedented for Joe Biden to federalize the Texas National Guard. This would be the first time in American history that a president would activate soldiers to not protect the United States. To stand down to make us less safe, Governor Lyman not governor, future governor Lyman let's let's go with that um, uh, when you become governor, obviously you're not a border state, but you're very close to a border state. What would you do to help protect um, your state but also you know defend Texas, defend Arizona, defend California, and ultimately the rest of the United States of America?
1: So I went down to the border just before Christmas uh, on on the Arizona border. And it's not a, it's not a wall. It's a monument. It's wide open in places, uh, big sections removed by border patrol, by the U S government, same contractor that's building the wall is removing big sections about every quarter of a mile. And, uh, and it's for convenience. So people can come through without having to walk more than a quarter of a mile to get through. So uh, we're watching that invasion. And you say, you know, as as bad as that invasion is, we're looking at the same invasion right in our second grade classrooms with the ideology that's being pushed. Yes. Uh, and, and and states do have the authority under under the Constitution, uh, if the danger is imminent, to defend themselves. And we're all a border state at this point. Utah, you know, is is defined as a as a sanctuary state um, by by ICE. They see us are very friendly to to the immigration policies. And um, as a governor, I would absolutely deploy the National Guard to Texas, to Arizona, wherever they need it. Um, I would definitely stand with Governor Abbott, but I would make my own declaration, similar to Governor Abbott's, that the Utah is going to stand up to the federal government. If they want to, if they want to take on a fight, if they want to nationalize Texas's National Guard, well, they're going to have to nationalize Utah's National Guard too. Uh, because we're going to we're, we're going to resist that. It's our obligation. That's why I said, telling my colleagues yesterday, we don't we don't have a right to resist the federal government. We have a duty to resist the federal government. It's not optional. It, you know, when you get le- elected as a state legislature, which I am currently, it, it is not optional whether you take a, a stand against uh, you know unjust intrusion and invasion of your of your state and your country. It's 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 incumbent. Upon you. And if you don't do it, it's your citizens that, that pay the price because they're waiting for that uh leadership to happen. And it's it's like I said before, there's a vacancy when it comes to that in the state uh, legislatures. Uh anywhere you anywhere you look, Alex, it's 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 time, I guess. That's right. the thing. Know, you, It's you, time you're to do Exactly something.
0: right. I want to comment on that. I'm glad that you said that, that it's our responsibility as United States citizens to go against the federal government in in such a time as this. You know, I I put on my X feed on January 8th. I said, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. That's a quote from the Declaration of Independence. Okay, And so we have a precedent in one of our founding documents to do that. Excuse me. I go on and say we need to listen to this now more than ever. We are on the verge of losing absolutely everything because of the Biden regime. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, MAGA patriots are under attack. The Biden DOJ has had a long train of abuses and usurpations against not only President Donald J. Trump, but also those who supported him on January 6th. They will not stop there. They will keep on going until they get every single one of us. It is our right and our duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. I call upon every single person who reads this to understand what is going on. Ron DeSantis is not the new guard for our future security. Nikki Haley is not the new guard for our future security. Chris Christie is not the new guard for our future security. I like Vivek, but right now he is not the new guard for our future security. President Trump is that man. He is the only one for the job right now uh, for president of the United States. In 2024, we need to vote for him or we will lose this country. Do you want to lose our country if you do not vote for President Trump? and that was January eighth, and now we're january twenty seventh and we're seeing even more uh usurpations and they, we're seeing uh even more uh train of uh, a longer train of abuses and it's at the southern border at Texas that Joe Biden is threatening to nationalize the national guard. really that is unprecedented that's never happened before, and my fear. And I don't like to think about this, but my fear is that Joe Biden is going to try and turn uh, the National Guard against its own citizens and turn their guns towards us.
1: So uh, I took a stand. I was a county commissioner. I took a stand against the federal government and just the, and just, just standing up and saying, you can't take people 's stuff you can 't hurt people, you can't raid their homes unlawfully, which was happening in my community, and I ended up getting prosecuted, charged, convicted, went to jail for a misdemeanor, conspiracy to trespass. It was a bogus charge um, people didn't understand it then now, after January sixth, they kind of do understand it. I got a presidential pardon from from Donald Trump um towards the end of his uh, well in December of twenty twenty uh, and um if anything. Well, someone asked me the other day. He said, "You know, do are you willing to stand up to the federal government?" I said, "I can't not. I I cannot sit when these things are happening. There's something should be. And I think it's universal in 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 patriots and Americans. It's sometimes they don't know what to do, but they know they can't sit on the sidelines during a, a period like this. And that's uh, call it conspiracy, call it whatever. You know the you know the consequences. No one's going to be surprised." if they try to cheat on the 2024 elections no one's going to be surprised if they keep prosecuting Donald Trump uh, what would be surprised is if they if they weren't doing those things the question is what are we going to do about it and are we going to be on the sidelines watching our whole country you know erode and collapse or are we going to step up you know intelligently as peacefully as possible but um so, so Governor Cox has this new thing, disagree better. It comes from the Carnegie Institute, National Association of Governors. Um, I've got a friend, Ted Nugent, Uncle Ted, and I sent this to him. I said, what do you think of this new slogan? He said, how do how would that work for sitting bull to disagree better? You know, it's time. P- Politics is not about disagreeing better or compromise. It's about conflict and how do we address the conflict? And we've got a serious conflict in the country right now, and I'm just – I'm I'm honored, Alex. You know, when I when I talk to people like you, especially young people who honestly get it, I'm really really encouraged because that's a, it, it's going to take a fight. If people think they're going to do this without a fight, they're they're um, delusional.
0: They, they they really are. They are sadly mistaken. Um, I, w- I want to talk about some of the other issues, um, you know that you would that you would hit on uh, as governor of of. Uh, of Utah, I know that you've been traveling with Riley Gaines, uh, and she's been supporting you. What's going on in Utah as far as gender ideology, with you know transitioning and uh, men playing in women's sport? What, what, what's what's going on in Utah, and what would you do about about any of that going on there?
1: Well Yeah, I mean, besides a governor who vetoes the bill that we passed in the legislature, saying that that. Boys couldn't compete on girls' high school sports, and he vetoes that bill. We came back, reconvened, and got a, a veto-proof override. Uh, but at the same time, to a group of middle schoolers, he's announcing his pronouns. Um, and and I guess the one thing I, I would do is not not what the current governor's doing, you know, uh, um, s- sending some leadership, some signals to the legislature that, that we are going to stand up for these things. We've got a bill right now that just passed uh, yesterday you know, the allies, allies DEI in our universities. Now, the the problem, you know, we look at diversity, equity, and inclusion. Are we opposed to diversity? Are we opposed to inclusion? No, Americans are not opposed to those things. What we're opposed to is the government usurping that, just like they want to usurp our education, our water, everything else. So uh, I I think as a governor, the, the main thing that I would do is, is show some leadership that the that the you know in a republican form of government, which every state is guaranteed, uh, the people make the the people make their own decisions. They're they're free, you know. Freedom is the is the hallmark of America, not compliance, not tons of regulations, not you know smart cities and surveillance and measurement of every aspect of our lives, but freedom. And that's uh, in Utah. We're we're, we're going to get there. Utah is going to be a free state. That's what I love about Texas. You know, I love to see them stand up for themselves.
0: Right. Well, I, I'm excited um, for your run and, and for the future of you uh, being governor. I believe that it's going to happen. You have a lot of grassroots support, um, you know, not just in, in Utah, but all over the place. Uh, I'm seeing more and more people uh, pop up to support you. Um, how is your race going?
1: you know i've got great friends in wisconsin and west virginia and oregon and uh, again like you say people who love freedom are, are paying attention governors are not just uh, influential in their own state they are very influential on a national level we uh, i always say strong states make for a strong united states weak states make for a weak united states uh, the race is going really well uh, if uh, you know financially things are are moving rapidly i've got Pages and pages of of small donors, which is really encouraging. I've got some large donors that have helped out. Uh, we've got people that are out, you know, knocking on doors. Uh, I'm I'm just amazed. You know, you come to a spot like this, you find out that people really do know who you are. They recognize that you took a stand, and and they and they look at they look at my race, I guess, as as really the antithesis of what we've been doing for the last twenty years or more in Utah, which is uh, going along with. All of the mandates, disagreeing better, uh, being compassionate, kind, open doors, and they're saying, hey, this, this, maybe it's time that we, that we stand up for ourselves. And so it's going really well, Alex, thanks.
0: Well, I, I'm glad to hear that. and I, I want to have you on my show uh, more throughout your race and you know to give us updates. Um, we're running out of time here. Uh, but before we do, before we end the show, could you tell people where to find you, uh, where, where people can help donate and, and, and help your campaign?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, Lyman for Utah, that's L Y M A N F O R utah.com. And if, if they go there, they can, they can volunteer, they can see what's going on. Um, any of the articles that we've published are there. All of the, we've got a good email string that, uh, on there, if they want to learn what's going on, or if they if they want to give some feedback and some input, there's a place to do that. So, uh, that's the best spot to go.
0: Awesome, Phil. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I, I you know, it's an honor to have you on. Uh, guys, go to lymanforutah.com L Y M A N for Utah.com. Any money that you might send my way, uh, for you know, my pillows or whatever, don't send that to me today. Don't, don't do that. Go help support Phil. Uh, for his race for governor, because that is so much more important uh, than my my pillow advertisement. Okay, uh, and, and Can I say one that, thing about that yes, real quick. Of course, certainly.
1: Um, so during the session, we are in a blackout period, so I I I can't fundraise until March second. So if you if you you know, put that in your phone, put that on your calendar if you're interested in it. And in the meantime, do support Alex's show. Do support my pillow. Um, and, um, but come March 2nd, we can be back in the fundraising business, uh, where we can campaign, but we can't fundraise right now. So, okay. And, and Alex, thank you for everything you do. Honestly, uh, you make a, you make a huge difference in this narrative and I appreciate it.
0: Well, Phil, I, I appreciate that guys go put that on your calendar. What is it? March 2nd?
1: March 2nd. We're back in business.
0: March 2nd, go donate to Phil's campaign. Uh, because he needs to be the next governor of Utah because, you know, I, I, I know Phil not super well, but I know him enough to know that he is a fighter for the United States of America. And if you're listening to this in Utah, he will be a fighter for you and for your livelihood and for your future. Uh, Phil, thank you so much for coming on my show. Uh, guys. Please like this podcast. Please share this podcast, and please subscribe to it. It helps me out tremendously. Helps get the word out about my show. It's growing tremendously this year, uh, especially my X feed. Go, go follow me on X Stone J Alex Stone J Alex. Uh, I was at like six thousand followers last week, and now I'm I'm probably going to hit thirteen thousand followers today. Uh, so go follow me there. But please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Phil, once again. God bless you all and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.